Welcome to the Newport Church Sermon of the Week podcast. Newport Church is a non-denominational, spirit-filled church, part of the Dove International Apostolic Network of Churches and Ministries. We are located between Mannheim and Lidditz in northern Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. We look forward to seeing you. And now, here is today's message. Good morning. It's good to be with all of you here this morning. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving with family and friends. Uh, I know it was great getting to spend some time with my family and Megan's family over the past couple weeks here. And uh, it's always exciting to walk into church and see the Christmas decorations. So thank you to everyone that helped get that set up and going. The church looks great. Uh, It's fun getting to finally be in the Christmas season, right? This past week, uh, as probably many of you uh, also did, Megan and I were getting ready for Christmas, and on uh, Friday, it was the first Friday in probably about a decade that I did not have to work, Um, so I was really excited to get to spend some time decorating for Christmas, and it's uh, Megan and my second year married, so we were excited to get to do that together, and I don't know if this is the experience in your house at all, we... uh, went to get everything set up, and we got to the Christmas tree lights and stringing the lights up. And I don't know if it's just we had two very different childhoods or just two very different ways of thinking, uh, but it was a little bit of a point of contention of how you properly light a Christmas tree and how many bulbs do you need to properly light that Christmas tree. Um, and so we kind of went back and forth a little bit on that. Uh, it was, like I said, a little bit of, little bit of uh, tension there, uh, figuring that out together. And uh, it was one of those moments where, I don't know if you've had this at all, especially around holidays, where you go into a a time where you have such expectation for what you're hoping the day will bring, what you're hoping um, you'll get to experience. Uh, And I know going into that day, um, even just setting up for Christmas, it was this expectation of, oh, this is going to be such an amazing time with Megan, just getting to like celebrate and kind of the anticipation behind that. Um, And I remember getting to the kind of the end of the day on Friday, and actually processing with the Lord a little bit and being like, it was kind of a letdown. Like, we spent time decorating, but like, it just didn't, like, there was, you know, we had the weird thing with like the lights where we were on a different page. And, you know, I was just really tired after like a crazy couple weeks. And it just wasn't, didn't have that joyful experience um, that I was expecting from that. And uh, the Lord and his mercy uh, kind of tried to be a little bit lovingly. And was like, well, you kind of made the day about yourself. Like, you kind of made it about what you wanted, how you wanted to feel, um, the experiences that you wanted to have. Um, You know, you weren't focused on uh, really celebrating the reason that we have Christmas. Um, And I was just challenged even in my thinking of as we go into this next month and we look ahead and we plan, you know, we have so many good things that happen in December of family gatherings and time spent with people we love. And yet there is that reality of making our focus on Jesus and having the anticipation not be for those things, but that anticipation of getting to celebrate his birth and what he's done for us. Um, And so I just encourage you this morning, even as you're thinking ahead to just, I'm sure, a a busy month with lots of good things, um, just really focusing on what does it look like to take time to delight in the Lord in this season. Um, I want to read here, just Psalm 37, 4, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I think there's something about, particularly when we go into seasons like this, when we take a moment um, to really ask Jesus, what do you want 
to have happen in this next month? What do you want to What do you want to do in this next month? What is your What are your expectations uh, for this next month? And really inviting him into that. Um, I know that sometimes that can feel weird to to kind of get that uh, focused on asking Jesus particularly about, you know, a season or even, you know, for some people you might be considering, am I traveling home to be with family? Am I staying uh, where I'm at? You know, am I inviting people to come? Um, But just inviting Jesus and saying, what do you want? What is your, uh, what is your will for this season and how can I partner with you in that? So um, just an encouragement here this morning. Um, I'm going to kind of shift gears a little bit here. Um, I'm excited to share this message. I, this is going to be a little different, um, so bear with me here. Hopefully we could stay on the same page as we go. Um, but I wanted to talk through this morning what to do when you are facing storms in life. Um, and I think particularly when we think about those moments where we are we're facing something unexpected, Maybe we're facing a difficult situation where you, you don't know what to do or you're afraid to act. Um, you know, I think even what Cherie was saying today, maybe you have dreams or visions or things that you've been believing God for, but you haven't seen them come to pass or you haven't stepped into them yet. Um, and what does it look like for us um, to take a step of faith um, and to step out into that storm? Uh, and so I want to start uh, with an Old Testament story here. Um, So we're going to start in Jonah, and we'll start with Jonah 1. It says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amatea, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for the evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. So let's pause there for a moment. Um, I don't know if uh, you're familiar with the book of Jonah, uh, if you've read it before. It's this really interesting book because it's actually kind of written um, in like a satire format. The, the author kind of wrote it in a way that you're, as you're reading it, you're thinking, wow, this is kind of ridiculous. Like, this is a prophet of the Lord that is trying to get away from the presence of God. Um, and even the... the t- city of Tarshish um, was pretty much as far away as you could possibly get from Israel. Um, it was, so Israel was on one side of the Mediterranean, Tarshish was on the other side of the Mediterranean. So Jonah is essentially going as far away as he can possibly get uh, from Israel uh, and from what he would consider to be you know, the presence of the Lord where the temple was at. And so we read this, and it's, you know, once again, it, it kind of seems ridiculous to us uh, as we read it of, wow, this this prophet is trying to run from the Lord. Um, And so we'll pick it up here in verse four, but the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea and there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid and each cried out to his God and they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship and had lain down and was fast asleep. So the captain came and said to him, What do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God will give us a thought that we may not perish. So not only do we have a prophet of the Lord that is trying to run away from the presence of the Lord, um, that gets a call from the Lord and decides to go the other direction, uh, also he gets stuck in a storm 
And rather than try to help the sailors or even be awake for it, he's in the bottom of the ship fast asleep. I think there's just something about, when I read this, I thought, wow, Jonah was kind of apathetic. Like, he, he's in the bottom of the ship asleep in the middle of a storm. I mean, we're, we read that the sailors are tossing cargo overboard. So I'm sure they were in and out of the hole of the ship. You know, they were in and out where Jonah was sleeping, but he's fast asleep. Um, and I think it just shows that Jonah was more concerned about himself, about staying uh, safe, staying comfortable than he was about the storm that was going on around him. And as we get further into the story, um, we also read that Jonah was very aware, because um, the sailors at one point come up to him and say, um, like, Who's, what God do you serve? Um, you need to cry out to him. And he talks about, why well, I serve the God that created the land and the sea. Um, Jonah was very familiar with who God was. This was not uh, a foreign concept for him. Um, and you know, I think within that, uh, we even see just a, I think, uh, a willing ignorance on Jonah's part of not wanting to recognize what was going on, not wanting to recognize the storm that he was in, the thing that he was facing, um, but instead trying to escape from it. So as we're reading Jonah, we, um, you know, it kind of gets to this point where you know, once again, he's asleep. The captain is saying, hey, wake up. Wake up to what's going on. Wake up to the reality of what's happening right now. Um, and I think as we fast forward, uh, it's the New Testament here. Paul kind of has a similar mandate for us. He even uses the same phrasing. In Ephesians 5.14, Paul says, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. I think for us, there is a, a mandate to wake up to the things that are happening around us, to be aware of the storms that are happening, uh, whether it's a storm that you are in or it's a storm that you see somebody else in, and be aware of what the Lord is calling you to within that. You know, for Jonah, he, he stays in the bottom of the boat sleeping, unaware that the sailors that he has charted this uh, voyage with are in peril, unaware that his actions, you know, his rebellion against God is now also affecting other people. And I just feel for us, you know, as a church, as believers, we have this mandate to not be asleep when we see storms, to not be asleep when we see people going through difficult times or difficult things, or when we look into our communities and we see hard things happening, um, but instead to, to say, Jesus, where are you at in this? Um, and what does it look like to walk towards you with that? I think within that too, there's, um, you know, there's a, a sense at times where uh, we can try to numb ourselves to what's happening around us. Pastor Merle spoke uh, a couple weeks ago about encountering God in pain, and he spoke specifically about the ways that we can try to numb ourselves uh, to the pain that happens, you know, whether that's through some sort of addiction, whether it's through um, even something like food or um, even work, you know, something that can be so good. Uh, there can be a reality where we try to numb ourselves. We try to, to put some distance between ourselves and what is happening around us. And we are called, you know, as Paul said, to wake up, to see the reality of what's happening around us, to see, to, to be able to, to not go to a vice or not go to something that is going to distract us 
or let ourselves be distracted, right? I think a lot of times it can be very passive. We don't even realize that we're being distracted, but we let ourselves be distracted um, and we lose focus on what we're supposed to be gazing at. We lose focus on what we're supposed to be focusing on. So I'm gonna look at a more positive example of dealing with something in the storm. Um, so we're gonna go here to Matthew 14. Uh, and to give you some context, this is um, right after Jesus had fed the 5,000. There was this uh, crazy miracle that had happened. The disciples were there. I'm sure they were excited uh, for what the Lord had done. And uh, we're going to pick up the story here in verse 22. It says, Immediately he, uh, meaning Jesus, made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Jesus got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. So we are reading here that the disciples get put into a boat by Jesus. So this wasn't an accident. Um, you know, we, it, it says he sent them off ahead of him, uh, and Jesus went and began praying. And as they're out in this boat, miles from land, uh, they see Jesus walking towards them on the water. So just picture that for a second. You are, you're in a boat. It's been a long night. At this point, it was probably between like 3 and 6 in the morning. So I'm sure they had had a long day the day before. Now they're in this boat. They're trying to go against the waves. Uh, and all of a sudden, they see a figure walking on the water. Like, that's kind of surprising, right? It's not what you're expecting. Um, you know, I'm sure some of them thought they were sleep deprived. I'm sure some of them thought uh, they were seeing a vision. I mean, it says they, they thought they were seeing a ghost. Um, there was something very unexpected about this. Um, and we see Jesus respond with this really interesting phrasing uh, where it says, take heart, it is I. Um, that is not like a normal way of saying like, hey, it's me. Like, this is, this is who I am. Um, but what we see actually in the uh, Greek is it's a word, uh, it's a, it represents a Greek word phrase, ego and me, um, which actually translates um, in other places to mean I am. So that phrase, I am, may sound familiar, um, and it's actually the name that uh, God told Moses with the burning bush um, that when Moses asked uh, when he saw, when the burning bush was happening, and Moses said, well, what do I tell the Israelites your name is? And Jesus responded, I, or God responded, I am. Um, and so in this representation, we're seeing uh, Jesus answered the disciples in that same way, saying, I am, um, identifying himself as God uh, in this moment, um, identifying himself as Yahweh. And with that, um, we also see the disciples respond in the way that you would respond 
when God identifies himself to you. And as he gets back in the boat, they respond with worship. They respond with giving God the worship that he deserves. So I think within that, we, you know, we see Peter. He is uh, looking out, seeing Jesus, seeing Jesus identify himself as God, as the one that rules the the sea, like he created it, he is in charge of it. Um, earlier uh, in scripture, we read about Jesus in the boat where he calms the storm. Um, and so the disciples would have had experienced that. They would have known that that had happened. And we see Peter get this idea of, well, if this is God, if God is out amongst the waves, I want to be where he is. I want to go where he is, even if it's in the midst of a storm, even if it's in the midst of a choppy sea that I might sink into and uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how, but I want to be there. Um, and so there's a, I think, a sense there of, of Peter acting out of a place of boldness, but also being in a place where he's willing to, to move when he sees God, right? He was at a place where he was willing to step out when he saw God um, walking on the waves, coming towards him. Um, so I, I think there's an interesting contrast when we think about Jonah and Peter, so if you look at Jonah, Jonah gets a word from the Lord and runs the other direction. Peter sees God out in the waves and wants to step towards him. Jonah uh, was asleep in the boat. Peter was awake and wanted to test his face and see, faith and see the power of God at work. Jonah had to be thrown into the sea by the sailors. So we read later in the story of Jonah where they figure out that Jonah is the problem, that that's the reason they're in the storm, and the sailors actually take Jonah and they throw him over the side into the sea. Um, Jonah had to be thrown in. Peter stepped out willingly. Peter walked on water. Jonah got swallowed by a fish. So right there, that should be a warning for us of like, Let's not get thrown in uh, in the middle of a storm. That's not a pleasant experience. Um, and then thinking about the response to God's calling, both heard from the Lord, but one had a willing spirit and one had an apathetic one. So I think, you know, as we look at this story, as we look at how do we respond, you know, when we're in the middle of a storm, both of these men were in storms, both of them were in moments where their faith was being tested, being uh, in moments where... You know, they, they had the opportunity, Peter had the opportunity to stay in the boat, right? Um, he had the opportunity to uh, be like all the other disciples and just kind of let Jesus hop in. But Peter saw an opportunity. Um, he saw that Jesus was doing something miraculous, and he wanted to do that too. He wanted to be a part of that too. Um, I think, you know, when we think about storms in life, when we think about hard times that come up or difficult situations that come up, there is the option for us to stay in the boat. Um, we can be like Jonah, where we actually fall asleep, we numb ourselves, we try to just ignore what's happening around us. Um, we can even be like the other disciples, where we see what God is doing out there, but we're just a little bit hesitant to step out. We don't want to quite take that step of faith. Um, we'd rather stay in the safety of the boat, maybe watch somebody else step out and have that encounter. Um, because we're a little bit scared of sinking into the waves, too. Um, and I think uh, within that as well, um, you know, if you look at the case of Jonah in particular, he ended up getting thrown into the sea anyways. Um, when it comes to life, you're going to have storms, right? 
There's no getting around that. You're going to have hard times. You're going to have moments where um, things just aren't going the way you're expecting them to, where uh, it's just a difficult situation or a difficult conversation. Um, and the difference so often for us is, are we stepping into that because we see God moving, because we see that he is at work in it, um, or at the very least, we're crying out to him and inviting him into that situation, or are we like Jonah and we're allowing ourselves to get thrown in? Because at the end of the day, you probably will end up in the water at some point. The difference is if you're going to be thrown in or if you're going to step into it. Um, and I think there's an invitation for us to step into the waves, to step into the hard things, the, the situations that we aren't sure what to do, um, believing and having faith that if God has called you to do it, you'll be able to walk through it. So I think this morning, um, even after just what Cherie shared, just about um, the season that we're, we're in here, and are you at a point of interceding for what God is doing, either for yourself personally or for somebody else, um, my challenge is just to think about um, what is God calling you to right now? What are the things that um, maybe you have had faith for in the past, um, but it's been a struggle lately? Maybe there's some things where you feel like um, either you've let God down or maybe it even feels like God has let you down um, and you haven't been able to walk in the things that you feel like he's calling you to. Uh, and this morning, I think there's just an invitation to set your gaze on Jesus once again, to really look for where is he at in the midst of life um, right now. You know, we read Peter stepped out. Um, into the waves. He walked in the water, and then at one point, he started to slide into the waves, right? Like, he, he had this faith. He was doing it, and then all of a sudden, he started to look around. He started to see what was going on, and, and I think sometimes we also get in that place where we, we step out, we start walking, we're doing really well um, in our journey with the Lord, and all of a sudden, we look around, we start to see really difficult situations. We start to see really tough things happen, um, and it starts to make us waver. It starts to make us sink a little bit. Um, and we read that in the case of Peter, when he began to sink, he was able to reach out. He was able to cry out to the Lord, um, and Jesus lifted him out of the waves. And so maybe that's where you're at this morning. Maybe you're in a place where you feel like you have been trying to walk with the Lord, and you've started to sink. Um, and I think there's an invitation to cry out to the Lord to really uh, intervene on your behalf. So uh, I started by talking about kind of getting ready for uh, Christmas this year. And worship team, actually, you guys can come up in a while. Um, I think as we look towards the Christmas season, as we look towards um, just a season that is, is really surrounded with hope, it's surrounded with joy, um, you know, we talk about those things a lot at Christmas time. Um, I would just encourage you to look at the world that you're currently in, to look at the relationships that you're in, look at the people around you, um, ask God where he's at in the midst of the storm that maybe you're in and also the storm that maybe somebody else is in, and ask him what it would look like for you to take a step out into the waves, to take a step out in faith, um, to see him work a miracle for you in that. Um, and so, you know, as we, as we get into this time, uh, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, I think it's a great time of just reflecting on what the Lord is doing right now, reflecting on how he's moving, how he's working in this season. Um, I think it's a great time for us just to spend that time in his presence, um, really looking to him and seeing what he wants to do. 
So this morning, um, we're going to just go back into a time of worship here. Uh, Just encourage you to take that time to reflect um, and really put your hope back in Jesus. Thanks for listening today. We would like to invite you back to our services starting at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. For more great content from Newport Church, check out newportchurch.net or visit our YouTube channel. To get the right one, search for Newport Church in Elm, PA.